0: In a world of bus schedules and business calls, sidestep into a realm of Koigyu casting in Klingons. Okay, people. Get
1: your geek on. Hi everyone, it's February 10th, 2013, and you're listening to episode 67 of Knit One Geek 2. I'm Karen. I'm Maggie. And we are still on the planet of Hoth. Because
0: apparently our <laughs> comments were taken seriously by the universe. <laughs> yeah. We are in the igloo that Nemo built. Yes. <laughs> we didn't need to build one, he built it for us. We are. Oh my god. I am literally
1: sore. I'm not kidding. <laughs> this is not perfect. I am still sore. From walking through snow and from shoveling yesterday.
0: Yes, our episode today is brought to you by the letter N. N for Nemo. It is also brought to you by the number 24. The the
1: number of centimeters of snow we got. Which is actually not as bad as many other places that got more like 24 to 30 inches of snow.
0: It is also brought to
1: you by the words, oh my god. It's also brought to you by the number 12 for 12 noon, which is when they decided to close my workplace.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry am going to close that. that.
1: I'm probably not going to put that in.
0: I just basically emailed in and said, Peoples, if the schools and the including the universities and colleges of the area are closed, yeah. that's a pretty good barometer. I'm staying here.
1: Yeah, they did eventually close the library. But not until later. Not until I'd actually
0: already gone to work. So for anybody that is poking their head out of the snow looking around to see if it's safe now um <laughs> you know we're kind of there with you and we're thinking of everybody stay warm and you know
1: and if anybody wants to uh gang up on Wyart and willie or punks tony phil who no said kidding. that there was only getting, there was going to be an earlier spring this year i'm with you i'll bring the torches anyways but of course with the snow day that meant t- actually some actual
0: time for knitting well you think so did you for me, it <laughs> did. For you, it did, yes. I don't have a small child running around. That's true. And um said small child has a father who decided on Friday that, hey, since it's snowing and since we're all home, why don't we do this family thing called going to the park and tobogganing?
1: In a snowstorm. Yes. So, trying to walk on uncleared sidewalks.
0: Yeah, and then of course, okay. Once, <laughs> when, once we got there, of course, the uh, the snow was just too powdery. Mm-hmm. You, you, even going down several times to make a channel it just didn't work. And I looked at him. I'm going, you know what? This isn't happening. He's going, Yeah, whose idea was this? And, I'm like, and then of course there was the trek back because even if you're walking back in your own footsteps, it ain't easy. Yeah, I was trying to walk through car tracks to get to my house.
1: Yeah, when I was coming home from places. And going two places. And that is why I am sore.
0: Because
1: <laughs> oh. when you foot you put your foot down, your foot goes down and it sort of slides to one side. And then you put your other foot down and it slides a little bit to the other side.
0: And you know what they're forecasting tonight?
1: Yeah. We're supposed to get rain tomorrow. Rain. Oh my god.
0: And then snow after it. Yeah. That's not good. It's not good for anybody. Fuck my life. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by the letters WTF. But, but yes. I did have something cool happen. Yes. You have an announcement to make. Yesterday, I did my Taekwondo belt testing, and I am now a blue belt. Yay! Ah! She actually has...
1: Here, I should actually take a picture. Sure. And show this to everybody. Because she has actually brought over the boards that she broke with yep. her foot and
0: her elbow. Yep. For, um, for my school, for blue belt testing, you have to break a board no matter what your testing is to advance. hmm And for my belt testing, I had to break with my elbow. Mm-hmm. And the other one is a skipping sidekick, so it's just sort of like a step and a sidekick. And I have four medium boards, and I brought them so that Karen can see them. It was a little show-and-tell day today. And it shows where the cracks are, and so for each one, two boards were stacked next to each other. So like two boards thick that you had to. So two boards were held together for each. That you had to break. break.
1: Yep. Awesome! High five. Yes. Don't hurt me. And it, fe- <laughs> and it oh. felt
0: good. It was awesome. And I broke them <laughs> each on the first try.
1: Yay! Awesome! I was saying, probably better to break them on the first try than... Yeah. <laughs> because if you don't break them on the first try, I imagine it would be kind
0: of painful. Um, depending on how you do it, yeah. <laughs> but the thing was, the night before I had this nightmare that I had completely forgotten my floor pattern. Mm -hmm. So, when I got there, I'm, like, doing my floor pattern over and over again, trying to calm down. As soon as I had gotten through it, I'm like, okay, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Now I can relax. Yeah, I can relax now. So, what have you been knitting? What have I been knitting? Well, you've been being awesome. Well, you know I'm in the land of monogamy. Everybody who's been listening... Crazily enough. Everybody who's been listening knows that I'm in the land of monogamy. But, I am... I am less than an inch away because I am supposed to knit this two by two rib. This is on the
1: easy ruffle cardigan, easy 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 ruffle ruffle cardigan, which had the one by one ribbing of doom for the sleeves and then the two by two ribbing of
0: doom for the body. I am less than an inch away to for this two by two ribbing. Yes. But you know what happens after that? What? I go back, to. I knit into every stitch again. So I double the stitches, and I go into one-by-one one ribbing for oh, five more God. inches. Oh, God. Oh, my God. This it, is the cardigan that does not end. It will not, not die. I swear to God, it will not die, but I am determined to finish this. This is the cardie that doesn't, doesn't end. end. Yeah, something yes, like that. it
1: goes it. on and on, my friend.
0: And I keep getting all these encouraging... Maggie
1: started knitting it, not knowing what it <laughs> is. <laughs> and she'll continue knitting it forever just because. <sighs> I am still... Now that we've got that song stuck in your head, you're welcome.
0: I will finish this thing. (laughs) thing, When when I went through all of the comments on Ravelry about it, this is easy. I finished it so quickly. And I'm like, really? Seriously? Did you have minions do it for you? (laughs) Because I've got, this is easily 300 stitches in the round. And for the next part, I've got to double those stitches. And it now becomes a one-by-one rib for five inches. So, yeah, I'm still, I'm not giving up. I'm going to finish this. And then afterwards, I start knitting baby stuff. Yay. Because there are babies coming into friends' lives. And I'm just going to need to take a break from the one-by-one ribbing.
1: Yeah, in case anybody needs it clarified, I am not one of those friends. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, not happening. There is a closed for business sign on <laughs> my um, by your, by yours.
0: I have some unhappy news about some knitting. Oh, dear. What? You know those very, 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 very pretty daughter air socks? Are
1: you giving things away again? no, 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 okay. no, no, no. Okay. no, 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 okay. no, no, no. Were they somehow destroyed?
0: Nope. I went to go try it on in progress. Yes. It's kind of small. Oh, dear. So I kind of have to maybe rip it out and go okay. to a bigger size. Small how? The cuff and, like, leg mm-hmm. cannot get over, like, the arch and the heel of my foot. Ooh, we can't get them over the heel. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much a deal breaker. Yeah. I was so, I was so happy to be knitting something that had pattern, and it was pretty, and it had a story behind it, and I just didn't check along the way.
1: I mean if you really wanted to salvage something, you could try like snipping a stitch at just above the heel or something, and then unraveling and unraveling the top and then
0: knitting up from the No, that's too much work. Well that oh, require that requires too much brain power. I'm probably I'm going to rip it. I'm gonna frog it. I'm gonna go up a needle size. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go on with my life. You're just gonna deal. I'm gonna go on with my life. However, for things that are in progress And going well instead. Yes. You get a preview of something I'm making for the luscious Lily. Ooh, yes. Lily asked me to make for her a Spock monkey.
1: (laughs) A Spock sock monkey.
0: Oh my god!
1: (laughs) That is so perfect! Oh my god! Lily, you are going to love this. Now, at the moment. Oh
0: my god. At the moment, Spock is naked. But um... round, yeah. Well, people kind of like anyway. Oh my god! Even has little pointy ears. <laughs> so, but I ran out of the blue felt for his uh, shirt, so I have to wait until I can go and get more felt to give him his proper. Because oh that was my the god. two things she wanted: was the ears and the blue shirt. Yeah. Oh my
1: god! This is perfect. I will be. T- I'll- I'm gonna have to get pictures of this, but I won't post them until okay. you give them to Lily, because otherwise it'll spoil the surprise. Her. But O M G, this is. A- oh my god <laughs> oh my god that is so awesome i love it so much
0: there i was looking at all of these google images of spock and all the various different incarnations yeah. of spock and i'm going okay what makes him him Ugh, those eyebrows are killing me because at the <laughs> beginning what before you get the hair and the everything else associated with it he just mm-hmm. looks like an angry monkey
1: oh my god it is so perfect Finance. I can't even. I can't even. That is... Oh,
0: my God. <laughs> Lily's gonna love it. And as a final note, I have another question to pose. Yes. I did get it's... a lot of feedback re- regarding the uh, this, the leftover bits. Yes.
1: Yeah, so if anybody's looking for projects, look at the Ravelry f- thread for our last episode. Someone especially pointed, like, put links to a group called the Mini Mall, where people trade and sell and swap um, mini skeins, and there's a few pages there with like tons of patterns. Yeah, for any sort of project lots of you good want.
0: ideas. So thank you very much for that. I have um, a query to suggest. Yes, since it is the Doctor's fiftieth this year. Yes, who out there is going to to dare to take on the the Baker scarf for this year?
1: You're asking other people and not contemplating
0: it yourself. Oh are no, you? no 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 <laughs> not me not not this knitter. <laughs> because not I might have knitter. to stage an intervention, Maggie. Not this knitter, okay? <laughs> Unless there was a n- machine involved, mm-hmm. and it would be a knitting machine. No other machine would work. No, not this knitter. But I'm asking it for a lot of the other hoovians that may be out there. Mm-hmm. If there was ever going to be a year to go all out berserk with your knitting, is this going to be the year that does it?
1: Because mm-hmm. I think... The the show, like, the anniversary show and stuff is happening in, like, November, if I remember correctly. Well, so. I,
0: was, I was catching up with the Yarn Harlots blog, and she made one. Yeah, I saw that. But she made it in a week. Yeah, because she's crazy like that. She is a machine. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so I was putting it out there wondering if anybody else is going to take their geekery knitting to the next level. And you might possibly want to contemplate medication and fall back. Like Karen says, intervention plan. You know, leave a message on the fridge saying, if if you have not seen me in three days... Look under the enormous scarf in the corner. Please make sure I am still breathing. You might need to step in and remove me from the yarn and take me to the hospital if I start (laughs) asphyxiating. (laughs) Something like that. If it gets wrapped around my neck too tightly. So anyways... Just putting it out there asking if you guys are doing up to that this year. So that's what I'm doing. That's what you're doing? I am determined. I will I will finish this extra one inch on my ribbed cardigan, and I don't know when I'm going to finish the rest, because it's doubling the stitches. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it, though. You sound so enthusiastic. I keep getting all of these comments going, oh, it looks beautiful, and it feels so soft, and that color's going to be fantastic on you, and I'm like, this is like the treadmill, you know, combination hamster wheel and i'm not seeing any glowing lights or- at the end of the tunnel <coughs> anyways if there's a
1: glowing light at the end of the tunnel it's a so, train coming yeah, to it's hit an me oncoming
0: train. <laughs> so i think by the time i finish this the marriage to this sweater mm-hmm. i'm gonna have a little hoopla
1: oh yeah there will be a party <laughs> anyways and some libations libations is right <laughs> move it on okay well, since you were just talking about one of your, or a challenge this year, as usual this time of year, I am doing the I am trying not to buy yarn challenge. Oh, yeah. Personal challenge. I was thinking of actually putting up another stash down thread, not as a big leg knit along sort of thing, just for... You know, moral support and for people can be like, yay, I didn't buy yarn. Or, yay, I only managed, I managed to get out with only one skein of yarn or only the skein of yarn that I really needed for this project in the, the Ravelry group. And I'll just make it for this year and anybody at any time of year can Kid come post. in and say. Because okay. everybody has their different schedules of like, oh my god, I can't buy anything. For me, it's the beginning of the year when the Christmas and winter term online course bills (laughs) Mm. come in. And the I Have No Monies, and also the Knitter's Frolic is coming up, so I really shouldn't buy any yarn. And I will mention, in the last month, I have been to Toronto three times.
0: She has, yes.
1: I have only visited a yarn store once, one yarn store, and I did not buy yarn. Way to go! Everybody, round of applause
0: for Karen!
1: Thank you! Thank you. I'm awesome. Of course, it helped that I was doing other stuff in Toronto, like like the reason we didn't record last week, was because I was at the Ontario Library Association conference, the annual conference for one day, which is really fun and really interesting and really educational and also exhausting. So I had actually thought, I had actually thought in in geeky news, I had actually thought, been hoping to go to a comic book store after the conference because they were open till like eight o'clock or something and I was thinking of taking a later train, but... By the time the conference was over, I was, like, a zombie, and my only thought was, trains! So, (laughs) I'm like, I want to go home, I will visit the comic book store some other time. But, because, and last week was so busy anyway, though I will mention in knitting news, last week I did a knit and e-reader cozy program at the library, and it went really well. Good! So actually, I do have a finished project from last week, or mostly finished project from last week. It was the prototype e-reader cozy, (laughs) which I don't have with me right now. But it was basically just, you know, plain. I came up with a pattern for a flat one and a circular knit one. Okay. A basic, very basic pattern. The flat one is basically just like, you know, a couple centimeters of um, seed stitch, knit stocking it until it wraps around your e-book reader, and then a little bit of, and plus a little bit for a flap, buttonhole. And then a little bit of seed stitch right, to make sure it's, or the flap itself, the entire flap itself is done in seed stitch so it doesn't curl. But it turned out really well. We had pe- seven people sign up. One person said when they signed up, they wouldn't be able to come to the first session. So of the six that would have come, only three showed up. But that turned out to be a kind of good thing because one person knew how to knit, but she was originally from Central America, I think. And so she didn't know a lot of the English terms for knitting, so I was able to spend some time with her and she would show me something and I'd be like, oh yeah, that's called this in English. Mm. Or she, like, she had her own little language that she was using to describe it, but so that she could read patterns and stuff. I sort of translated it. There was one person who needed a refresher on casting on and knitting, and then I taught her how to do purling. And there was one gentleman who was starting straight from scratch. So I was able to spend time with him and actually you know, show him how to do it, which is good because I would think if we'd had more people, if we'd had like a couple people who knew a lot and then like four people who didn't know how to knit at all, I probably would have spent all my time with all the people who didn't know how to knit and then wouldn't really have gotten to spend much time with other people. But I'm sort of opening their eyes to the knitting possibilities. <laughs> but, so I didn't get much knitting done last week, but when I was in the hotel overnight before OLA, because I was not crazy and decided to stay overnight in a hotel... Instead of you know trying to make the train or the bus the next morning, having to leave the house at like six o'clock in the morning, I started the project that I mentioned the last time that I was thinking of doing. Well, the yarn that I was thinking of using the last time, not the same pattern I was thinking of doing, with the Indigo Dragonfly. I found the tag; it's actually merino nylon sock in the Squid Vicious colorway, and I'm doing the Catcho Era pattern from Nitty.
0: Yeah, which this looks quite beautiful. It's super pretty. It's very ocean reminiscent with all of the blues and swirls.
1: Well, it is the word which I'm probably mispronouncing, and the pattern is from Nitty's Spring 2009 issue, which tells you how long I've had this in my queue. But basically, the it was designed with these little traveling stitch patterns on either side of a lace pattern and it's designed by Christy Juracy and she said that the traveling stitches on the sock remind her of waterfalls with the cascading ribbing falling into a pearl into a pool of pearl stitches at the bottom of each repeat oh neat mm-hmm. yeah, and she said the lace insert brings to mind new spring buds and flowers one of my favorite signs that spring is finally here so she's thinking of like the waterfall and she says the waterfalls are at their peak flow in the springtime where she lives in the mountains because the snow is melting with lots of runoff. So you get little waterfalls in the mountains. So, and it's especially appropriate. I figured because the, the yarn is a sort of bluey, greeny, tealy wonderfulness.
0: It is. We would expect nothing different.
1: Yes. So I was actually, and I actually worked on this sock a fair bit at the conference. I did see a few people knitting. Um, I didn't get a chance to talk to any of them because they were... Usually I was trying to get from one session to another or there wasn't any chairs anywhere near them that were empty because there were not that many chairs at the Toronto Convention Center and it was very busy. So pretty. Yes.
0: I think after my easy cardigan, I'm going to relish making socks again. (laughs) Yeah, something small.
1: Yeah. And I should mention I've got three repeats out of four on the leg of one sock. They are done top-down. And then I'm halfway through the first repeat on the other sock. And the pattern does take a little bit... I do sort of have to keep track of where I am in the pattern. So I do have... It is something where I have to take the pattern along with me and have to be able to look at it. So they're not moving too quickly, but they're not terribly hard either. And then in the last couple days, because mom was in Toronto on Thursday night. Well, she'd planned, she was going into Toronto with my grandmother and they were gonna go see a movie and do some shopping or whatever. They were planning to stay over one night. And then they got to Toronto and Friday, we had the snowstorm. And she was like, yeah, we're not coming out. Yeah. And thankfully the hotel has like a special winter storm rate. Okay. Because transit was a mess on Friday. Yeah, I
0: can imagine. So I had
1: two days with the house all to myself. And so I basically sat on my butt and I watched episodes of Tabletop from Geek and Sundry with Will Wheaton, which if you haven't seen it, you guys really need to watch. It's hilarious. Basically, Will Wheaton, he has the show Tabletop. You can find it on YouTube. And basically he has guests on and they play different sort of board games or tabletop games. And it's really funny, especially because they're usually somewhat goofing around or you know, they're, it's kind of funny on, on a couple of the games because here <laughs> Will basically like roll the dice and then a string of expletives because he apparently can't like roll dice the same as life. <laughs> he always gets crappy, crappy dice rolls. But so I was watching that and I picked up my Lakeshore shawl mm-hmm. by Glenna C, which has been hibernating for a little while because I got distracted by other projects. And I started doing the second lace pattern in the shawl. So there's one lace pattern you do at the beginning. And then you do a number of repeats of that. And then you work a little garter stitch border. And then you start the second lace pattern, sort of fountain lace pattern. So I started doing that. So I've got about maybe half a repeat, I think. Maybe not that much. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm maybe two rows away from like being half a repeat away. Because this repeat is like 32 rows long. And it's (laughs) plain. It's plain. But each one, like the repeat is 32 rows long mainly because of what the side stitches are doing. Right. Like within that, the, the, the repeated section of the pattern is actually only f- every four rows. It's pretty much the same. It's just, she's just had to extend it up to the 32, so you can, because there's special things that you have to do with all the, the side stitches, the st- stitches you're creating, because it's a triangle shawl. Mm-hmm. So you're increasing as you go, and instead of leaving it like stuck in it, obviously, she puts in pattern. But yes, yeah, so I was able to relax and just work on that. And it's nice and soft because it's in knit picks. Shimmer yarn, which is their hand-dyed lace yarn. It's 70% baby alpaca, 30% silk, and it's in the shallows colorway. So it's turquoise and light green and light blue and very sort of Bahamian Mm -hmm. water colors, basically. Maggie's sort of looking at me like, "Mm -mm." and the yarn yarn is so soft. It feels like kitten bellies. This is going to be wonderful to wrap around myself when I'm finished it. Oh, that reminds
0: me. I forgot. I finished my dad's neck warming, you know, the crescent. Ooh, yay. And then two days before the trip, he said that he wasn't coming because something came up with work. So I sent it anyway. I said, okay, well, mom's still coming. Yeah, your mom can still ferry at home. Mom can fer- use it and then ferry at home. and <laughs> Yeah, she's going to need it. Yeah, she, um, she sent us pictures. If you're just joining us, uh, haven't heard my spiel about my lineage or where I'm from, my parents... Still live in the Bahamas My mother does not appreciate any of the qualities of winter Especially <laughs> Canadian winters Yes And because her children would not believe such until we got <laughs> photographic proof She sent us pictures of her snowshoeing Wow Complete with the little hat with the pom-pom on top of her head mm-hmm. They also went to a hockey game with the big Bahamian flags mm-hmm. And my mother Did I mention my mother hates heights? I believe you did, yes And guess where they were sitting?
1: In the nosebleeds? Yeah.
0: (laughs) And uh, I got a picture of her. She looks like an Eskimo. You know, like the fur all the way around the face. Mm -hmm. Hands like wrapped into the sleeves and everything. (laughs) Sitting down on what looks like a sled with a chair. Mm-hmm. With all of her students around her, and like they were happy because this is what they came for—mounds of snow, snowball fights, the whole bit—and my mother, yeah. my mother is there looking sullen but smiling for the camera. <laughs>
1: Luckily, you were saying that they weren't—they weren't scheduled to fly out. No, until they weren't today, scheduled to good. fly out
0: until today. Now, granted, there may be a lot of backlog for the airports to work out,
1: but yeah. well, they've had well, and yeah, because today is Sunday. Hi, self. Um, yeah, so they might still be working out some backlog of passengers, but...
0: She will be so happy to go back to her island. (laughs) OMG. Where it is nice
1: and warm, and there's not a flake of
0: snow to be seen. Nope, nope, nope. And...
1: I think that's about it for the knitting. I'm trying to remember if there's anything else for me. It's just been... Of the last two weeks, like, there's the one whole week where it's just like, oh my god, so tired the entire week. Like, I wasn't really doing anything. Yeah. Knitting-wise, and, like, most of my memory of that week has just not sunk in, because I was working a lot, and... (laughs) Sleeping as much as I possibly could. Okay, so, moving into Geek Squee. Sadly, because of timing, one of the things I missed in Toronto, and also because I wouldn't have been in that section of Union Station, is AMC has a very (laughs) unique display in Toronto's Union Station right now, counting down the days until the premiere of the next season of The Walking Dead,
0: which is basically... This display just gives me a whole new, you know, outlook on the phrase. Give me high five.
1: Yeah. Basically, it's like a cardboard background with two very large, like, people-sized, by the look of it.
0: Zombificated.
1: Detached. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Zombie hands. And one of those hands looks like it's come into contact with, well, something with sharp edges. Yeah, what it looks like is, of course, you have
1: each hand stood up with the with the fingers somewhat splayed. And it looks like what they're doing is they're removing a finger mm. for each day to count down the day. That's good. That's pretty and good. And actually, the, the zombie fingers are, like, left there. There's, like, four of them on the floor and one of them on the... That, that's genius What actually? Marketing. Oh, that's probably, that's probably one of the stairwells, now that I think about it. That's probably, again, it's probably on the end of one of the stairwells that goes down. That's marketing two. genius. Yeah, so there's zombie fingers on the floor of Union Station. And I, I just have to wonder, like, whose job is it every day to go in and yank off another finger? Oh, they,
0: pro- they must have sort of like a draw at the end of the day where all of the staff get together and everybody's like, okay, me, 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 me. And yeah. R25, who has ticket? R25, me! Yay! <laughs> Somebody picks up, like, you know, giant saw or something.
1: Personally I'm kind of more glad that I saw the the bag end.
0: <laughs> that's that's a little bit more your union station
1: yeah. instead of the zombie
0: hands coming apart. It's wow. Oh I would so be going to my dojang saying, Okay, somebody's gotta teach me how to use a sword, like real quick.
1: Yeah. If you wanna see pictures of it, you can go to the Mary and then it's slash walking dead fingers with dashes in between the words. It's interesting. It's certainly unique, and it's it's funny in a really
0: disgusting, wrong kind of way. Yep, yeah, it is. Basically. But that's that's the market that they're appealing to. Yeah. But, I mean, look. This is not the Teletubby market. Yes. And thank you to the commenter
1: who corrected them when they had originally identified it as Grand Central Station. <laughs> in New York, it's actually in Toronto. Apparently the site they found it on said it said it was Grand Central. It's yeah, like, well. nope, I'm sorry, it's Canada. Someone comments, I hear Toronto is a nice place to be except for the zombies. In slightly creepy, but probably much more enjoyably creepy, and maybe even adorable news, (laughs) apparently, the studio that made Coraline and Paranorman is now doing, well, as the Mary Sue calls it in their headline,
0: an absurdist steampunk stop-motion fantasy. It has been described as Dickens by way of Monty Python. And it has...
1: Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, Elle Fanning, and a few other people whose names I'm sure I should recognize, but don't. That's okay. (laughs) Basically doing voice acting for it. The movie is called The Box Trolls, and apparently it's based on Alan Snow's Here Be Monsters series, which, considering what the description of the movie is, I really want to read now. uh, (laughs) Yeah, I kind of had the same thought. Because the, the studio describes the box trolls as it's a comedic fable that unfolds in Cheesebridge, a posh Victorian era town obsessed with wealth class and the stinkiest of fine cheeses. But beneath the cobblestone streets dwell the box trolls, foul monsters who crawl out of the sewers at night and steal what the townspeople hold most dear, their children and their cheeses. Or at least that's the legend. In truth, the Box Trolls are an underground, cavern-dwelling community of quirky and lovable oddballs who wear recycled cardboard boxes the way turtles wear their shells. The Box
0: Trolls have raised an orphaned human boy since infancy as one of their dumpster-diving and mechanical junk-collecting own. When the Box Trolls are targeted by villainous pest exterminators who are bent on eradicating them as the ticket into cheese bridge society, the kind-hearted band of tinkerers must turn to their adopted charge and adventurous rich girl Winnie to bridge two worlds amidst the winds of change and cheese.
1: Yeah, and the villainous Pest Exterminator is only being voiced by Ben, ben Kingsley. Kingsley. Hello. This sounds... Oh, Jared Harris is also going to be in it, too. He was Moriarty in the, the Robert Denny Jr. Sherlock. Oh, Sherlock.
0: Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, and Tony, Tony Collette, too. Oh my God! And we know these this, people know how to make cute and creepy work together. Yeah,
1: yeah. The CEO of the studio said <laughs> it's a mashup of gripping detective story, absurdist comedy, and steampunk adventure. So this sounds
0: awesome. Considering how good they make some of these details, I mm-hmm. really am. I'm excited to see some of the uh, steampunkery that's going to be happening.
1: Yeah, this is gonna. This sounds like it's going to be amazing. Or at least definitely something I will want to check out. <laughs> and considering it's be- like I said, it's based on a series. Gotta find that series now. I kinda wanna bu- kinda wanna read it now. Well, you have oh. the you have the upshot of working in a library. kind of. Kind of? Well, no, it's like you're gonna it's get... not really that much of a bonus because well, you're like, gonna get to li- anybody can go on the library website and search for it. It's you're gonna not get like... to
0: the library before I will, but...
1: <laughs> True. Oh, another less welcome.
0: This is called a movie Grin- news. This is called a geek groan.
1: Yes, because apparently they're making yet another "How the Grinch Stole Christmas" movie, why? or the Grinch Who Stole Christmas. I, yeah, "How the Grinch Stole Christmas." I was kidding. And apparently, it's being made by Illumination Entertainment for Universal Pictures, who is the same studio behind the live-action version. This one is going to be CGI.
0: Still, why? Yeah, I don't know. When there are so many other stories that. Are cool and need to be <laughs> exposed yeah. on the big screen.
1: I mean, the the production company that's doing it is the same one that did the Lorax and Horton Hears a Who.
0: Yeah, but those haven't been done twice before.
1: Yeah, and it's also see the main thing I, I kind of wonder about it is the same I, the, the same sort of problem I saw with the first one is that it's just too long to make it to a one and a half hour feature of it. You just have to add in so much other stuff. When really, the 30-minute cartoon version, bam, there you go. Perfect.
0: And it fits the kids' attention span.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I just sort of have to wonder. (laughs) The first comment on the Mary Sue. Let's just say my heart shrank three sizes today. Mm. Perfect. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I don't know. I just don't, especially, I don't know how they're going to pat it out to make it longer and not make it, eh. though I suppose we'll see.
0: Speaking of movies that are going to be coming out soon, Disney is going to be coming out with Frozen, which is the story of the Snow Queen, Yes, November 27th, and it's going to be the 3D animation, and um, I'm curious to see if there's going to be any knitted stuff in there considering Yes,
1: it is where it's going to be hailing be, from. Yeah,
0: it's going to be, where is it set again? Well, it's not going to be okay. set anywhere, like land, con- yeah. land has, your kingdom is okay. un- undefined right now.
1: But I think they are taking sort of, it is a slightly sort of, well, cause because it's a, a wintry world.
0: Yeah, part, part from of From what the I've story. seen of the, the designs, they yeah. look sort
1: of very sort of Nordic.
0: Part of the story, yeah, like almost style. everybody so far is blonde. Yeah. But um, mm-hmm. part of the story is that the Snow Queen, which, okay, brace yourselves, but Disney is not following the original story. What? Just letting you know ahead of time. Anyways, so the snow. But how could the company that did Pocahontas have <laughs> lied to me? So, or the Little Mermaid? Yeah. <laughs> so this is the second-hand Christian Andersen story. The first one being the Little Mermaid, and in this one, the Snow Queen is actually an older sister, mm-hmm. not like an evil person from you know the skies drawn on a sleigh that comes to visit children and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. As part of the plot of the story, she curses the land in like unending winter, always winter, never Christmas. Yes. There you go. <laughs> but apparently there are reindeer, there are snowmen, there are talking snowmen, and there are, like, rugged outdoorsman types that are, yeah,
1: anyway. Rare. <laughs> Don't know about those talking snowmen. There was that episode of Doctor Who a couple months ago.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Owie. <laughs> oh, that's gonna hurt. Anyway, so I'm waiting to see if it's going to, um, because I, I really love that whole magical... I love the magical winter time. You know what mm-hmm. we had a couple of days ago was maniacal winter. Yeah, I love the magical winter time, and I can't wait to see if, like they put where people walk stuff.
1: out, where people walk outside in sweaters because it's magic winter and therefore it's somehow snowy but not that cold. Yeah. Instead of strapping themselves into like down-filled whatever's and like wrapping themselves in, in scarves and hats and become the Michelin Man. <laughs> yes, basically.
0: So yeah, I can't put my arms down. <laughs> So let's wait and see if uh, some knitting shows up in this. That would be cool. That could be interesting, yes. Of course, considering it's... Well, I was going
1: to say, considering it's animated, it's not like we'll be able to look at it and be like, what stitch pattern is that?
0: Oh, are you kidding? There but will I'm be... I'm sure ge- people will be, tra- will be recreating will it. Geeks will find a way. <laughs> and if we cannot find a way, we will make a way. And actually, in other sort of announced movie news,
1: there is going to be a movie adaptation of a book called The Longborn* by Joe Baker, which has been described recently as a retelling of Pride and Prejudice from the perspective of the Bennetts' family's servants. Or Pride and Prejudice via Downton Abbey. Mm, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Because we're going to get the downstairs view of the whole Pride and Prejudice plot. Though, actually, it's not just going to be the plot, by the sounds of it, it's not just the plot of Pride and Prejudice. Of course, it deals with, you know, what the servants have going on in yeah. their lives.
0: Speaking but of the... Downton Abbey, by the way, did you see the Sesame Street? Yes! Yes! Sesame Street, Downton Abbey. And of course, the whole point of the little skit was to emphasize the difference between upside down and right side up, but let's face it. yep, it's upside Downton Abbey. (laughs) This was geared towards the moms and the dads and the geeks. Yes,
1: well, they often do that. They do they do spoofs of popular TV shows, like even adult TV shows. They're the new they're the new Muppets. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's the new Muppet show. You know, you made it when you get Sesame Street.
1: And oh my god, the puppet Lady Violet is just so perfect. But we've always done things this way at Upside Downton Abbey. It's hilarious. You guys have to see it. Yeah. Sesame Street puts a lot of their stuff. I think if you can find it on the Sesame Street YouTube channel, which is just Sesame Street. um, Or if you search for it on YouTube, it'll be on there because they release a lot of those special little videos on YouTube themselves. But yeah, it's actually just about... Just one more thing about Longboard. It doesn't mention anything about a release date or anything like that, probably because it's very early sort of development but it just it does mention it's going to be it also going to be addressing like class and you know some of the consequences of other things that have been going on like this because all of the Jane Austen stuff takes place during or in between the Napoleonic Wars but are not really as directly mentioned in the books so this will be deal with a lot more of that stuff and actually ooh, and actually one of the comments at the end of the article in the Mary Sue reminds me if anybody has not been watching the Lizzie Bennet diaries on YouTube, you might want to go back and catch up because they are really good, and things are getting very dramatic. Okay, basically, it's sort of modernized Pride and Prejudice where Lizzie Bennet does a video blog. Oh, cool! And it includes—it's it, kind of amusing the way they incorporate certain characters in, in the family. There's actually they've cut it; they've got three daughters. There's Jane, Lizzie, and Lydia, but they incorporate the others. In other ways, they have a cousin named Mary, and then, in this case, Kitty Bennett is a cat. Is a cat. Is Lydia's cat. Oh, okay. <laughs> Cause less trouble that way. Yeah. Well, Kitty, well, Kitty was always just following along. Yeah, Kitty Lydia was anyway. following,
0: following along, but she Lydia had, was the troublemaker. She had- she knew stuff in confidence.
1: Yes. That she
0: probably should have told somebody! But anyway.
1: But yes, things are getting very dramatic, so you might want to check that out right now. Oh, and speaking of other girly stuff, and also, you know, coming back to the animated movie thing, too. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> You've got to Actually- going. If you have a budding Merida or Katniss or, you know, a bunch of other characters that are a...
0: Legolas or a Hawkeye, for that matter.
1: there is Nerf has created a new line of toys specifically for girls. Now, the thing with this is, the really interesting thing with this is, the line is called Nerf Rebel, R-E-B-E-L-L-E. But they work, and when they say they're created specifically for girls, they mean they actually went to young girls. And focus group them and ask them, what do you want? It's not just, here's this thing we already make. Let's make it pink. Yeah, spray paint it pink. So what they've done is they've taken... They have taken the same or similar kind of projectiles that they, they have the same power as the items in their Nerf Elite line. So not making them wimpier. But they have changed the design a little bit and the colors a little bit to appeal to a female audience.
0: And it comes with an app, you were saying?
1: Yeah, there's actually... There's an app that allows girls to play collaboratively and encourages teamwork. The first item in their line is the Heartbreaker bow. And they said the bow, it comes with collectible darts that have different colors and designs. And they've also, they've designed the ergon, the size and the ergonomics have been tweaked, in their words, so that girls as young as six can use it easily. Without making it, but also not making it, you know, totally wimpy. And as they point out with the Mary Sue too, like part of it, part of the reason they were encouraged by it is that you know, one, it was designed. It was they first they asked girls first and asked what they wanted and then designed it. And also, but also mentioning that you know, if they want, if girls want to play with with bows that are pink, you know, they should be able they to. Yeah. If boys want to play, if they think they look cool, if they want to play with bows that are pink they should be able to do it too. Because as they say, you know, the they even bolded the person, the uh, the article writers sort of commentary, they actually bolded this one little section. They said there's nothing wrong with the traditionally feminine and there's nothing wrong with liking the traditionally feminine. The only problem is just that. My problem more with when they add pink to things with girls is usually they're just like, let's just add pink to it. Girls like pink without considering anything else. <laughs> and actually in the Entertainment Weekly article about it, from February 8th has a photo of the bow and it looks super cool. It does. I'm actually impressed with its design. Yeah. For one thing, it is not over like it's not totally pink. There is, you know, it's there's little sections of pink with black and white in there and it's really cool. The upper part of the bow has this sort of stylized wing
0: yeah, sort of design to tribal it. Tribal wing design and it's cool.
1: Yeah. It looks awesome. I would totally love to play with this. You want it for your birthday? <laughs> she just looks at me. Well, it's not coming out till the fall,
0: though. Oh, bugger. I'll have to wait till Christmas. All right, and you're just stuck with chocolate and mint, then. But I want a bow.
1: But yeah, it looks really cool. And I do like that combination of pink and black and white.
0: Mm-hmm. I want yarn in those colors.
1: And continuing on the weaponry theme.
0: Oh, well, can I have one of these for my birthday?
1: <laughs> would you like the one of these for your birthday, or would you like the man that it's usually attached to?
0: Column A, column B... I'll get back to you after I find out whether or not my husband actually listens to these episodes. (laughs) Because recently, Neil deGrasse
1: Tyson tweeted that he has actually figured out how heavy Thor's hammer would be. Yep. Because he says, if Thor's hammer is made of neutron star matter, as implied by legend, then it weighs as much of a herd as a herd of 300 billion elephants. Damn. And then he tweeted a follow up with just an FYI. Thor was kindly enough to lend me mjölnir so I could make the proper measurements. And he has a picture of him holding Thor's hammer. <laughs> Sweet! It even has the inscription on the side saying, "Whoever be worthy, whoever holds this hammer, if he be worthy, worthy shall possess have the, the power, power of Thor. Thor." So maybe that's not the maybe it's not the, maybe that's the important thing with deciding who's holding the hammer in this little fantasy. It doesn't have to be Thor himself. You have to be worthy. Because obviously any guy who was worthy to hold a hammer would be brilliant.
0: Well, yes, but this was also the same for uh, King Arthur as well, with Excalibur. from the, True. From the stone. True. The, I'm sorry, I, I kind of like the uh, the Norse figure better.
1: And actually, speaking of Kings of England,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I did find a segue! Way to go. There we go. This one has been playing hide-and-seek for a very long time. I think I saw a meme about that. It had his name and it said hide-and-seek like a boss.
1: As many people probably heard, uh, certain remains that were found under a parking lot in Leicester in central England have been positively identified
0: through DNA testing as those... Of King Richard III. Yep. The not-so-wonderful king of Shakespeare's stories, but (laughs) king nonetheless.
1: Just for the timeline here, reminder of people, in case you didn't hear this. He was killed at the Battle of Bosworth Field in 1485, and his remains were found last...
0: August. Yeah. How hide, amazing is that? Hide and that? seek like a boss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's actually really neat because they, like, I think they figured that, if I'm remembering the article right, where the parking lot is now, there was once an abbey that held his remains. Mm-hmm. And that's how, it's not like we go around burying, you know, monarchs underneath parking lots.
1: Yeah. No, yeah, and it didn't actually make sense if it was in an abbey, then the abbey was probably destroyed when yeah. Henry VIII Created the Church of England, right, and outlawed, and well, you know there was all the rules afterwards that outlawed Catholicism, and a lot of abbeys and things like that were destroyed. So it probably just got
0: buried, buried in rubble. And then when rubble was eventually cleared, it was mm-hmm. just considered land for new, yeah, whatever development. Because you
1: know it's been fort it's you know since 1485. It's not like there's a big sign on it saying, by the way, there's a king, there's a king that was buried, buried here. here.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but I have seen parking lots now that put up their signs going possible site of of English monarch. It's kind of amazing because
1: they said that they actually found two... They were able to, to track the family tree and find two distant relatives or find one direct descendant of King Richard's the sister, Anne of York, who the descendant happens to be Canadian. Nice. <laughs> as well as a second different distant relative who has remained anonymous. And which is kind of crazy because they have... they. They have to do the testing using mitochondrial DNA, mm-hmm. which is kind of DNA that is only passed through a female line. Okay. A direct female line. So I think I remember reading that it was like 17 generations Wow, they had to trace. And you can imagine you start going down one little path and all of a sudden it's like, oh, crap, they only had sons. Ouch. Dead end. Yeah. Oh, crap, they never had kids. Or, you know, you have to try and find this all-female line Wow, through the generations. And I mean, I'm sure for a certain distance, it's like they, get, they can do it because with the, you know, the peerage and everything like that, they keep track of those sorts of things very well, or have kept track of those sorts of things. Though, you know, people <laughs> do end up disappearing from records. Records end up disappearing. Or records end up getting destroyed.
0: Or get entered incorrectly.
1: Yeah, get entered incorrectly. Or, you know, there was a lot of records that were destroyed during the Second World War in bombing. So, like,
0: So kudos to amazing. the people who took the time. Yeah, they <laughs>
1: managed to do this. And managed to do this. This genealogical research. Because
0: that kind <laughs> of search would have sent me
1: batty. And they said that there was other things that, you know, convinced them that it was likely Richard III because they have uh, curvature of the, a curvature of the, su- the spine or scoliosis. Right. That he was supposedly had, including and different battle wounds that they could see on the skeleton. But wow. It's amazing that they can find remains that old and be able to trace descendants to find the DNA mm-hmm. to match it and actually fi- conf- confirm that this is these remains that have been there for like 600 years.
0: Considering all of the construction that's gone on above him, yeah, it's a wonder that the skeleton is identifiable at all. Yeah,
1: yeah. and they do say that the, the remains will be reburied in Leicester Cathedral close to the site of the original grave once the analysis is completed. And also, and in the same sort of news, because, of course, they found the, they found the skull, they were able, someone was able to do a facial reconstruction mm-hmm. of Richard Third. And so I'm actually looking at a CBC article, but I'm sure if you, even if you just Google King Richard Third facial reconstruction, you will find lots of pictures and articles about it. He doesn't look too bad. Yeah, but so the model was made. It was made by Caroline Wilkinson, who's a professor professor of craniofacial identification at the University of Dundee. So it's a similar sort of process they do with you know maybe remains, rem- rem- yeah, crime yeah. victims and remains that they've found that are unidentified. You know, she determined she was able to you know determine the facial features from the skull because you can. If, in case you've never heard of how this is done, basically they can tell like from different. Um, marks on the skull, like where muscles attached and how deep the skin and fat layers and stuff were to recreate the face. And then she created a model using 3D printing technology. So then the model was painted and completed by Janice Aiken, a lecturer at the University of Dundee's Duncan of Jordanston College of Art and Design, who used her expertise on portrait painting to create this 3D plastic model of the king's head. And it's kind of amazing they actually have this article of course has a portrait that was done at the time, mhm as well as the model next to each other. And it looks pretty good. <laughs> I mean there's going to be a slight difference because because we're going to have a photo of we're looking at a photo of a 3D model compared to a 2D like a painting a that would painting. have been done flat yeah. painting that's in two, trying to recreate the same pretty much the same angle of the face. And of course portrait painters always did Did flattering things. Did different things to people's faces, too, when they were painting them to make them look. To fit more of that time standard of beauty and appearance, and some might have changed little things here and there, too. And the 3D model is amazing. It looks like almost human. But yeah, for the history and science nerds, it has been a big week with that. Yeah, it has. Oh, and speaking of British things, tonight on The Simpsons, Benedict Cumberbatch will be doing guest voicing. For, for two, two parts, characters. actually. Yeah. He's doing the voice of the Prime Minister, which if we we have already seen, there's actually a clip online on Entertainment Weekly of what he's doing, actually. Basically, it sounds like Homer and some of the other guys from, from Springfield are trying to come up with solutions to fix romance problems. So they decide they have to watch British movies. So they're watching a spoof of Love Actually. Love Actually. And it includes, Benedict. this is where Benedict Cumberbatch does the voice of the Prime Minister. He also does... This is where Karen's worlds <laughs> collide. This is where my panties melt. Because he also... We might have mentioned, like, long ago, that, Alan- that
0: Benedict Cumberbatch does a very, very good, good Alan, Alan Rickman,
1: Rickman impression.
0: Ergo, he does a very good Snape impression. And in this
1: clip, he does the voice of Alan Rickman as Snape and the little character on the screen is dressed as Snape and it does sound like Alan Rickman is doing the voice but yes it it is it is very geeky fun to watch yeah so if you want to see the clip it's actually from February 8th on the inside tv blog on entertainmentweekly.com so it's insidetv.ew.com slash 2013 slash 02 slash 08 slash The Simpsons Benedict Cumberbatch Snape with dashes in between and oh my god I might have to watch that a few more times and it does we were able to watch it on there so it does look like it will play internationally too because that's always my worry when someone's like oh my god you have to see this video on this website it's like, yeah, is it going to work in Canada? And that's another short, funny, oh my god, seriously, sort of thing. Another little video you have to check out. The South Korean Air Force has done their own little parody of Les Miserables, including parodies of the songs.
0: And they do put in the subtitles so you can yeah. understand what they're saying, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, it was, it was good. Yeah. Well, we can see to it begin was funny. with. It was, it was
1: good. And the voices... Of the guys that are singing are really good, and actually, if you want to see it, it's on YouTube. Um, just put in the title, the first five let- five words of the title, or so is Le Miserable R O K Air Force parody. Put that much in, and you'll find it. Yep,
0: and it's it's about fifteen minutes long, and it basically following the guys that are in the, that are enlisted in the force because in South Korea you have to spend a certain amount of time in the army. Yeah.
1: And basically, it follows their their little looks like their little rebellion slash protest about having to, to shovel s- snow, snow
0: all, all day.
1: day, including one character whose girlfriend is supposed to be meeting him, but meeting him, but it's going to take him. It's going to be he only has an hour off duty, and he's only been given an hour of leave. And it's gonna take him 50 minutes round trip to get to where she is and come back and they have been so there's parodies of all the of a bunch of the, the main songs it's good it's I'm, you, you I'm, it. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing the rest of it <laughs> yeah we didn't get a chance to watch the entire thing today and for cravings comments and crushes we have two items one was actually sent to us by a listener who has a little ebook of designs and I am gonna butcher the pronunciation Yet again, it's by Nikolina Show. It's D O C K S J O with an umlaut, and it's called Vide V I D E, which again I'm probably also butchering, but there you go. Or Vide, yeah, Vide. Oh, it might be Vide because it's it's inspired by a specific type of tree with these point with pointy leaves. And actually, what she's done is she's got. There's three patterns in here, so for hat, gloves, and mittens. But what she's done is she's got a couple different borders that are inspired by the leaves of this tree. And what she's done is she gives the borders separately and then gives the patterns so that with a couple little simple instructions for putting in whatever border you want to the type of item that you want.
0: Yeah, so it becomes personalized for what you want.
1: Yeah. So you can basically, Mixing she, gives, she gives, for a lot of them, you cast on with a Latvian braid and she gives the instructions for that. And then, you know, gives you the number of stitches for different sizes and then says knit the border of your choice because she's made the borders, you know, so many stitches so that they will fit on within the, whatever number of uh, stitches that you choose. So she's done the math beforehand.
0: Which is pretty much a <laughs> lot of the hard part. Yeah. That that then requires brains. Yep, and then usually you work the colorwork border
1: and usually another little Latvian braid and then it's a plain mitten or plain hat. So if you wanted to try doing a little, if you've never done colorwork before and wanted to try it, this might be a good way to do it so that you have that little, you just do the little border and then the rest of it is plain and you don't have this entire colorwork mitten that you're trying to do. Basically so you can get your feet wet. Mm-hmm. And also so you can see how the borders plug into the patterns. So if you've never actually, quote unquote, designed a pattern or, you know, sort of plugged different borders or stitches into a pattern before, if you've never tried that on your own, this is a good way to try. And it's a cute little hat, too. It's almost a little bit like a tam. It's not... It's not a slouch. Yeah, it's not as it's not as slouchy. It's not really a beret that comes out no. very far, but it's Because the not,
0: border does give it a lot of rigid structure it looks yeah. like and At then it the has it's much more relaxed above the border
1: and little mittens and she does have you know suggestions for colors and color combinations again if you're you know just getting your feet wet with color oh i sorry there's four patterns there is actually a fingerless mitt, fingerless mitts as well so if you don't want to try and do all the little glove fingers and socks okay i'm an idiot okay so there are five it's okay it's okay <laughs> There are five patterns, sorry. So there's a hat, gloves, Midden, mitts, fingers. fingerless mitts, and socks, each of which are just doing the little border. And they're super cute. So like I said, if you've never done work before and you want to try, or if you've never you know, put a stitch pattern into a plain sort of object of your choice and you want to try that, this might be a good starting point.
0: And the other item we have is perhaps slightly less serious. Oh my god, I walked in on this <laughs> at midnight, night and the words escape you. Seriously.
1: This, if you haven't seen it yet, it, this was actually... I think a lot of people found this because it was on the, the most popular or most viewed patterns one day on Ravelry and sort of spread from there.
0: But it sort of seems appropriate with Valentine's coming up this week. It does, actually.
1: <laughs> For certain aspects of Valentine's Day. This does not have hearts on it, we'll tell you
0: this. Oh, heck no. We are bypassing (laughs) that nonsense. This is called the Pearl Clutcher Cardigan. And no, there are not pearl beads. No. Well, she's wearing a pearl necklace. Not going there.
1: By Kayla Deitches. It's it's K-A-Y-L-A-D-Y-C-H-E-S. Again. I could be mispronouncing that. If I am, I am sorry. But basically, it's a very cute little cardigan, very nicely shaped little cardigan,
0: with a colorwork pattern on it. And at first, because the colorwork pattern does have swirls, and it has elements that crisscross each other, and you might think that it was just some sort of floral fauna design that... Um, um, it's not. It's not. The the crossed element are actually two crossed penises. Complete with um, attached testicles. Yes. And complete with with
1: a central vein.
0: Yes. And, and the swirly bits. The swirls are... Well, go ahead, take a guess. <laughs> go ahead, I dare you. They are done in white. Yeah, or at least a pale gray.
1: And are coming from the tip of the penis. Yes. So, you can imagine exactly what it looks like now. It is... <laughs> it is fabulous. And it's knit in sport weight yarn. I saw one commenter. But yeah, I saw one person who commented who says they actually work at an adult store. <laughs> they were like, I am so making this. Yeah. There are loads of photos, which you really have to see because the photos are just hilarious. In one of them, she's drinking from a bottle of Knob Creek whiskey. <laughs> and there's another taken with a cat. Go ahead. Make the joke. <laughs> make the do joke it. right there. English speakers, feel free to fill in any non-English speakers <laughs> and do what the joke is there. Aw, cute little pussy cat. The description just says, why? Because I can.
0: And that's a good enough reason.
1: (laughs) Inspired by the agent provocateur cardigan from a few years ago, but with a few changes. Longer length, thicker yarn, bigger dicks. And done. Oh (laughs) my god. (laughs) Wear it to the grocery store, the next PTA meeting, or your in-law's house. This sassy cardigan makes a statement. I really don't know what the statement is, but there you go.
0: It is, whatever that statement is, it is bold, highlighted, underlined. It is
1: a fabulous.
0: And it's only $3. Cool. It's a
1: bargain. Cool.
0: Yeah, she actually says the entire
1: cardigan is charted out, so you can do a steek. Like she did. Or knit it flat, but then you'd have to do color work on the wrong side rows. And while you're looking at it, like, really, look at her other patterns, too. Because she has some cute little... Pet- oh my god, she made a gnome hat for pets. Yeah, that calico cat doesn't look too thrilled <laughs> with that hat, but... But there are some... Ooh, the Rutland cardigan. Yeah, I was looking at that. That Rutland pretty... She does have other, more publicly wearable <laughs> patterns as well. And you can find her under the Yarn Bearer as well. And her actually, her website is yarnbearer.wordpress.com. And she has, most of her patterns are free or at most
0: $3. So, again, check them out. Oh, boy. And on that note... This is why we have the explicit tag, people. We are going to wish everybody a happy Valentine's <laughs> Day. <laughs> and also, it's the Lunar New Year. Yay! Yay for all of us snakes! It is the year of the snake. I think I'm a monkey. Oh, we'll find out for you. Yep. And here's to hoping that Mother Nature decides that she's done with the snowstorms for this year.
1: Yeah, that'd be nice. No more snowstorms this year, please. So we'll leave you guys to dig yourselves out. Or to fan yourselves if you're in the Southern Hemisphere.
0: Yeah, that's true. And you're
1: sitting back and laughing at us.
0: Well, La- have fun, everybody. And have a good week. Bye-bye. Bye.
1: Thanks for listening. To visit our show notes, listen to old episodes, or leave something in our tip jar, you can visit us at knit1geek2.emptypockets.org. That's knit one geek 2 dot You can also comment at our Ravelry group. Just search the Ravelry groups for Knit 1 Geek 2. We're also on Twitter. You can find us at www.twitter.com-slash-knit1geek2. Have a good week, everybody! God, you can't take me anywhere. (laughs) Somehow I dribbled tea on myself. Anyway...